Hi, I'm Gail Culture, and you're watching Hashtag Verse TV. Make sure you comment, thumbs up, share, and subscribe. We grew up a team. Let's get into it. What's good, everybody? This is Shy with, <clears throat> excuse me, All the Tea Verse TV. We have a special guest today. Um, we have Kelp in the building. What's going on, Kelp? Hey, how you doing? Everything is good. Um, let's see. For your audience who may not know where you're from, um, can we get where you're from and your origin, what you like about your origin and all that good jazz? Well, I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio, originally from St. Louis, but I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio now. Um, and what I like about my origin is that I just came from a, a city that, you know, you just got to, you got to, um, you got to eat and you got to be hungry. Like you got to be real hungry to make it out. So. That's very true. How how's the scene over there though? Uh, the music scene is not too good. I mean, we got talented individuals here, but the motivation is not here in the city, you know, and it's not many yeah. opportunities. It's definitely understandable. Um, how has your origin affected your work so far? Has have you had any uh, major influences or you just rock to your own beat? Uh Nicki Minaj is my only influence. Uh yeah, <laughs> but uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you heard the new song she hit she wanna feature with. Yes. You like that? I like it. I like it. Yeah, I like that too. I like her voice on there. Yeah. Um let's see. And recent uh previous generations, where are your family roots? They are from St. Louis. Most of my family is from St. Louis. Some are from Arkansas. Um, but it's mainly St. Louis, Missouri. So have you ever moved out of St. Louis? Yeah, and that's why I moved out of St. Louis to move to Cincinnati. But yeah, they're all still down there, actually. So oh, okay, see, I heard something different. Okay, okay. Now, but you have to go back is the question. Yes, I go back a lot. I go back whenever I get a chance. You know, it's only six hours away, so it's a nice little drive. Oh, I've never been either place, so that's good to know. Now let's talk about your musical releases. Um, please give your Verse Tea family a sip of all the tea from your first album. Uh, Mad Adam, you dropped the album top of the year. Mad Adam, yes, tell us a little bit about that. Well, Mad Adam was originally supposed to be released in 2019, and I waited till this year to release it because, um, it was supposed to be a 22 song album, but I cut it down to 12 songs, uh, because, um, I just wanted to. But honestly, the song, the, the album was inspired because it. it First, I felt slighted because I wasn't looked at as a serious artist. Mm -hmm. And it kind of got to my feelings. I'm a Leo, so I'm really prideful and a okay. little cocky. So a lot of the songs were stemming from that. You know, like, oh, you don't think I'm good? And I'm, I'm better than you, really. So it, I was mad at him. I was very mad at, the, at, at a lot of things going on. So I made that album. Question, are you thinking about still releasing the songs, like a Mad Adam Part 2 or... I am. I am going to release another album with the remaining songs that I didn't put okay. on. Okay. That's what I like to hear. Now, you do write some dope rhymes. Now, what are three of your most profound and favorite sets of bars and lyrics on your album right now? <laughs> okay, that's a hard one. I like all my lyrics. Well, some of my lyrics are a little corny, but I like I like a lot of them. Um, and, and nothing, I said, um, I started off the song, which was my favorite way I started off the song because I, I, I wrote it so fast. I mm -hmm. said, um, 
Now that I got me a big bag, they talking shit to be big mad. Talking shit, I wouldn't risk that. I drop your ass like a piss test. I love that line because you were feeling um, yourself. <laughs> I was feeling myself, and I, I did, those bars came up so fast. So I was able to write the whole song really fast with that. Um, I got a couple of little bars that I like though. So, but pretty much everything that you write is your favorite, so you can't even pick just three. Yeah, I can't pick. I really like them. I really go back and listen to them. Like, wow, that was kind of that was kind of cool, you know? Like, I did that. I did that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see. Now, uh, we know you just dropped this single, "I'm Pretty," partially inspired by the leaders of TLC. Um, and Aaron Mack says, "I'm Pretty" is his jam. <laughs> so, um, the song is pretty deep, dealing with the cheating partner, um, drug use, domestic violence, with a little taste of redemption. At the end, um, what do you want your audience to learn from from your single "I'm Pretty"? That I want them to learn that you know, no matter what someone does to you, basically, you know, no one can make you feel unpretty. And, you know, people can do ever ha have their own demons, have their own battles, have their battles with drug abuse, have their battles with whatever, and they're just trying to take it all out on you. Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, they can't make you feel that way, even though they. Almost made me feel that way after seven years. You made me feel unpretty, and um, it took a lot of me loving myself, and it took me even finding someone new that really genuinely loved me for who I am. But I had to learn who I was and learn who and love myself before I could, you know, actually fully move on from that situation. Yeah, I feel that. But you're beautiful, man. You got to give it up for yourself. So I'm glad you're in a better situation right now. Um, judging by how you've layered your 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 vocals and you harmonized, um, let's see, are you more of a rapper that sings a little, or are you just a singer that rap a little bit? Actually, I started off singing as a kid. I wrote my first song at like seven, and they were all ballads. I used to write a whole bunch of ballads because I listened to a lot of Mariah Carey as a kid, so I would write ballads and ballads and ballads. I didn't start rapping and rapping until uh, 2019. I mean, no, okay. 2009. 2009. Sorry. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's dope, though. Um, who produced your beats? Like, do you make your own beats, or do you have like a special producer where you just take samples from songs and produce your own? Um, actually, there is one producer I normally I was using for a long time. His name is Young Lando. Um, I found her originally on YouTube, and I was like, okay, I, I listened to one of his beats, and it was so good. And I started writing a lot of songs to his beats, you know. And I emailed him and everything, and we were able to sing, you know, ideas. A lot of my beats are his beats. Um, okay. Unfortunately, I had to start stepping outside the box and finding other producers. But there's a lot of producers I use actually. In fact. The new album I'm working on, there's a different producer for every single song. Okay. It's all about progressing anyway. Shout out to the producer that did help you from Jump. Um, now let's talk about you, Calpator, the artist in general. <clears throat> Where did you get your stage name from? Did you pick it? Is Cal like your nickname, your family name? How'd you come up with Cal Couture? Well, I don't have a nickname, but it's so funny that um, my friend at the time came up with the name Cal culture but everybody calls me Kel Couture, oh, which I like I too am. you're good you're good um Kel Couture, that's what Mono Scott said too Kel but um <laughs> I'm okay with it um but my friend came up with that name we were okay. sitting there thinking about names and crazy K and I'm like no and then it was like you know Kel K I like Kel K I wanted to be Kel K and he's like mm -hmm. no Kel Kel Culture do Kel Culture and I'm like why would I name myself Kel Culture 
but it it, it became a thing. It's stuck. My bad for messing that up too. I'm going so fast, but I I do Are like you good? Yeah. pretty catchy. You can always put Kel K introducing Kel K a little Kel K freestyle. That's still you when you abbreviate it. Um, yeah. Let's see. What inspired you to write openly about your experiences as a um, as a gay male? Well, I've always been a bold person, so it wasn't uh, really hard to do that. But what, what, what had me do it was I realized that people were afraid to talk about it, you know. And I realized that I was even afraid to talk about it. I would go into the studio with all these hood niggas all in the studio, you know, and I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know if I should rap about this. I would change bars. I would literally change bar after bar after bar initially. And then I got really comfortable saying, you know, screw it. I can go in there and just do this song. And I just went in there and said it and watched the reactions. And I'm like, oh, it wasn't a bad reaction. I came out of the studio and I'm like, yeah, that was dope. That was dope. I'm like, I was not expecting that, you know? So it, it just gave me the confidence to say, you know what? I'm going to speak speak what I speak about because everybody was speaking what they're speaking about. And why, right. why can't I, you know, why should I hide who I am because someone else may be uncomfortable? Well, your music mm-hmm. makes me uncomfortable talking about your wet ass pussy. But you know, right. I'm just saying, I don't know, you know? <laughs> I'm glad you I'm glad you made that choice though, because you would be like putting a damper on your own creativity. You know what I'm saying? So I'm definitely glad that you did that. Um, let's see. What is the hardest part about being an indie artist? Marketing and getting the attention in the right way. That is the hardest part. You know, you gotta everybody has a big uh, label behind them or uh, a good marketing team behind them, lots right. of money. Uh, but when you're independent, it's all you. You know, you're doing all the work. You're inboxing people. You're uh, trying to promote and do Facebook ads and everything out of your own pocket while right. still maintaining your fields and real life situations. And it, it gets very hard. And sometimes it gets kind of discouraging, you know? Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Um, what is the most enjoyable part of making music? Being an artist in general. <sighs> the most enjoying part is having that idea in your head and then you actually record it and you hear it back. It's like, oh, this is really good. And then you so nervous and you release it and then you get good feedback. And people yeah. are just like, oh, that was actually good. So I like that. I like that. Or that helped me. That helped me in a situation I'm going through or whatever. It just feels good to know that it's being heard by, by the right person. Like, I don't care if a billion people hear my stuff. If I just had three people that heard it and they, it didn't affect them in a good way, I know I did my job because maybe God meant for me, my music to touch that specific person. Right. To encourage them. And a lot of people can relate. It don't matter if you're gay, lesbian, straight, anything. Situations are situations and feelings are feelings. So when you're relatable, people going to rock with it anyway. Um, what is the best advice that you ever received? The best advice I ever received is that anything is possible and to never give up. To never give up because anything is possible. You know, right. if you walk in obedience and you and you believe anything is possible. Right. So, um, and having that mindset, it's it's very difficult to get in the, in this day and age because you know, growing up in my environment, it was always you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't because I haven't done it. You know, so it's like you can't do it, and just getting out of that mindset. And 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 listening to that kind of advice, like, oh, anything is possible, and right. anything is possible. You really actually believe that at 
absolutely anything is possible. Because absolutely everything around us, your clothes you're wearing, the clothes I'm wearing, this table right here, this floor, this building I'm in, everything was an idea in the mind before yeah. it became tangible and, you know, actually here. Yeah, I, I like that answer. You're right about that. All right, let's see. What's the main thing you want our Versi family to learn about Cal culture today? That I am a humble person. I'm humble. I'm hungry. And I'm not ever going to go away. You know? Because okay. anything is possible. Yes. And he was blessed with that talent for a reason. So, Cal culture, what's, what's, what's next for you? Like, who do you think you are internally? Like, how are you going to bring that forth next? What's, what's, what's going on next? What's going on next is hopefully three albums in one year. How about that? Um, I'm trying to, I'm in the process of making um, two. Well, I got one album, like I said, that's going to come out. And I'm working on a vulnerable album, which is very vulnerable, which is I'm pretty going to be on there. Okay. Um, with a whole breakup album. I got so many breakups. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> so it's going to be a full breakup album. And then I'm going to be releasing a um, another aggressive album. So okay. they'll be so coming out. So you're going to be, I'm going to cut you off. Are you going to be doing more singing on this breakup album? Yes, there will be singing, but I will be rapping on the hooks. So. Okay. Okay. Change it up a little bit. Rap on the hooks, sing the whole thing. All right. Let's change it up a little bit. If you had all the money and power necessary, what would you do to change... Hold on, my bad. What would you do to change or how could you most, how could you benefit the LGBT community if you had the money and the power to do so? I would educate. Um, I would spend it on education programs, you know, that can actually be inside of schools um, because it's a lot of things you feel. And, you know, even though it's so inclusive now, there's still a stigma there. And maybe if, if the proper education was there to train teachers right. and, 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 and people of that nature, it would help them. Um, another thing I personally want to do that I'm working towards now, hopefully, um, maybe in the next 10 years, make a, a whole community center specifically for the, the LGBT youth so that they can have that education and maybe even a place to go when they're being kicked out and things yeah. of that nature. Because that still is happening to this day, as we've seen it with that viral young man on that video. Yeah, that that's right. In the same place. I think you could do that before 10 years. I yeah. think you could do it before 10 years, if you ask me. But that's just my law. When you do it in five, six years, remember I told you you could do it before 10. All right, now I'm going to read this quote. It says, ask not where I live or what I like to eat or how I comb my hair, but ask me what I'm living for in detail. Ask me what I think is keeping me from living fully for the thing I want to live for. Now that's by Thomas Martin. I think I'm saying his name correct way. Um, so with that being said, what is your goal in life? And what is slowing you down from achieving that goal if you feel like you have anything slowing you down at all? My goal is to be um, a prominent rapper. I don't want to say famous, but I would just want to be very... Uh, what word am I thinking of? Um, noticeable? Or what is that word? Um, I want to be a known rapper, basically. Yeah. A really known rapper. That's that's really my goal. It's been my lifelong dream, actually. And I slowed myself down. I slowed myself down by getting in a relationship where I allowed myself to be discouraged for seven years to have released, to have recorded two albums in 2009, and they've never been seen to the world. 
You know, they've never been seen, not one song. So it was me discouraging myself and allowing myself to be discouraged and holding myself back. Damn. That's a heavy statement, especially <laughs> being an artist. You can be your own block by mistake. Or you can look at it a different way and be like, you know what? Now is not the time. I had to learn new things. I had to get with a different person. So now is the time. You know what I mean? Everything within reason. Um, oh, yeah. Let's let's get to this question. All right. What is your deepest tea? Like something that you've never shared on the media before. If you're willing to share it, of course. My age. No. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I've never shared it. No, but um, um, yeah, I guess the fact that I have two albums that's never been released, you know? Yeah. See, that, you know what? You, you, <laughs> you bounced back good from that question. That was a way. Um, okay, well, how, what are some stumbling blocks that you may have came up with on your path as being an artist? And how did you overcome those? Or are you still overcoming any at all? I'm still overcoming them. Um, the, the stumbling box was definitely, um, like I said, my internal talk. That okay. is my stumbling box. It's, it's sometimes my internal talk is telling me, oh, I can't do it. Or sometimes I feel like I'm in competition with people that I'm not in competition with because we're, we're doing totally different things. Right. It just sometimes I may feel like maybe the support's not there um, that should be there. Because I feel like in the community, especially if we're all uh, LGBT artists, then we should be able to support each other. Because we all have the same goal, and it's to break into mainstream and make this uh, a bigger thing. It's not a huge deal that Lil Nas X is doing this, or you know, this person's doing this. It should be so common and not so unnormal for these right. things to be happening. You know? Yeah, that's true. Let's see. What are some things that you would like to be left in the legacy, like your time capsule of your work? What you what you trying to leave behind? Leave behind a huge doorway for all LGBT artists to just be able to pour through, like Nicki Minaj did with female rap. And I just wanted, I just want there to be such a thing. You know how when Nicki Minaj first started, it wasn't many female rappers out at the right. time, but yeah. nowadays it is so many of them. It's so many you can't even name how many female rappers are out. It definitely became a thing. Um, and I, I wanted the same thing for LGBT artists. I want to be, like I said, normalized to the point where Anybody can just make a song, and we're just getting record deals like candy, even though there's a lot of gay artists, but they ain't out. But you, you know, feel me? look, that, if that's the main thing right there, they just not out because it's, it's a lot of them out there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Oh man, that was a good interview. I didn't even know we were at the end. So let's see, what are your social media so that you know your, your potential fans and people can follow you and keep up with your music and what you're doing next? Uh, Kel underscore culture on Instagram and it's Kel culture on every platform. I don't usually use my Twitter, so I don't get on there. No. <laughs> I use it sometimes in the morning, but I don't use it much. But, all um, right, well, and tell them one more time where they can find you, find all your music aside from your social media. Say they just want to go to your YouTube real quick. Uh, you can find it on Apple, you can find it on Spotify, and YouTube, any platform, any platform is all on there. SoundCloud. I actually have more songs on SoundCloud than I got on other platforms. So you okay. might be surprised with some of the SoundCloud stuff. 
<laughs> I'm gonna have to check the SoundCloud out. <laughs> so it was definitely nice having you today, Cal Culture. Yes. <laughs> there you go. I want to try to mess it up again. It was definitely nice having you. Um, I'm glad you took the time out to to vibe with us a little bit today. Thank you. No was glad. I'm just glad being here. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. We enjoyed you too. We're going to keep pushing your music and you keep pushing your music and we're waiting for that second album with all the singing on there. Yeah. 